Welcome to the Bazgrim TV audio archive. Bazgrim TV is a YouTube channel focused on socially charged MMORPGs, specifically Pantheon Rise of the Fallen, which is an upcoming MMO that emphasizes community and cooperation. Now let me tell you right off the bat that I am not affiliated with the developers in any way. I am just a longtime fan of the game, and I believe that Pantheon is an important part of the future of the genre, so I want to tell you everything I've learned from my years of following its development. So, this podcast is where we go way back in the YouTube catalog to revisit some of my best videos in audio form only. That way, you can listen to them anywhere you go. In this episode, we do some educated guessing because the developers of Pantheon Rise of the Fallen have stated many times that they're not trying to make an MMORPG that appeals to all types of people. They just want to make a high quality game for a specific target audience. And I think they've made it pretty clear who that target audience is. But the big question is, will that demographic be big enough to keep the game sustainable over a long period of time? Well, if we use some math, it may actually be easier to predict than you think. You're listening to the Bazgrim TV Audio Archive. Pretty much any time you're starting a new company or a new product, it's a good idea to focus on providing something unique and of value with a specific group of people in mind to help get a footing in a crowded market. But of course, you don't want that group to be so narrow that there's only a handful of people that actually enjoy it. So finding that sweet spot can be a bit of a balancing act sometimes. And as I said in the intro, Visionary Realms creative director Chris Joppa Perkins has clearly stated who the target audience is for the game, which, if I had to put it simply, is anyone who enjoys non-linear, cooperative challenges in an open world with an immersive fantasy setting. If you want a more detailed explanation than that, I'll provide a link to the full video. But for the purposes of this discussion today, it seems like while the target audience is reasonably broad, there will naturally still always just be some people that simply don't like it because maybe, for example, they want something easier. Since, again, Pantheon is definitely not going down the road of making most of the content just this kind of mindless fun for the sake of sheer mass appeal to try to be the next quote-unquote wow killer or whatever. So since they're not even really trying to just dominate the entire genre and instead just fill a gap in it, you'd hope that they would go into that with a plan of how to make that financially viable long term, right? Well, fortunately, that does seem to be the case here, because in July 2018, a few developers from Visionary Realms did a Q&A with gaming website Fires of Heaven, and one of the questions asked what the minimum player base would have to be to make Pantheon sustainable. And producer Ben Dean responded, quote, will be profitable with subscribers in the tens of thousands, end quote. He didn't provide any more details than that, but it does suggest that they're at least erring on the side of caution and structuring themselves to not need a massive player base just to make things work. That way, if it does happen to resonate with a wider audience, then that's just icing on the cake. Because tens of thousands of subscribers doesn't seem unattainable at all for a full-scale MMO. For context, even Vanguard's Saga of Heroes, which had one of the worst launches in MMO history, was able to consistently hold 
about 40,000 subscribers until it shut down in 2014. So doing better than that should be pretty easy, right? Well, before we get too far ahead of ourselves, what if it were possible to already get a realistic idea of whether or not there are even enough people out there that could be interested in Pantheon to meet that requirement? Because, let's be honest, it is a new intellectual property and not a sequel to any game, so it will largely have to carve out its own new fanbase to a degree. So, to estimate how large that fanbase might be, we're gonna have to do some quick maths. But first, I'd like to quickly introduce you to the Diffusion of Innovation Theory. The Diffusion of Innovation Theory is a theory in sociology which attempts to explain how a new product or idea gains traction or diffuses throughout a specific population. And of course in this case, the new product is Pantheon, and the population is what we'll call potential Pantheon subscribers. Within any population, naturally some people are going to be more eager to accept the new product just by merit of their personality and willingness to take risks or embrace change. It all starts with the innovators. These are the people that want to be the first to try new things. They are venturesome and will often pioneer new concepts themselves. And because they enjoy taking risks, it's extremely easy to get them on board with a new product, even with no actual proof of it. Next are the early adopters. They are keenly aware of a need for change and are comfortable embracing new opportunities with very little proof. So, for example, these are the people that have pledged to Pantheon because they've seen some progress of it and they really believe that it's something that the genre needs, and they want to help make that happen, even if it involves some degree of risk. Next comes the early majority. These people are somewhat willing to accept change, but only after they've seen some sort of proof. So, they won't pledge any money before Pantheon is released, because maybe they think that until they actually have their hands on it, there's always a chance that it'll get cancelled, and that's just not a risk they're willing to take. But, once it does release, and they see that it's playable, they'll go ahead and join. Following the early majority is, of course, the late majority. These people are skeptical of change, and will only accept a new product once it's been tried by the early majority. They may also tend to highly value the opinions of others, so in this case, they'll wait until they can read reviews from people who have actually been playing Pantheon for a while to see if it's something that's worth their time and money. And as you can see, most people fall under either the early or late majority. They just need to see it to believe it. And lastly, we have the laggards. These are the people who are very resistant to any type of change or risk. They're very conservative and bound by their traditions. They're the hardest to bring on board since they'll pretty much only do so once they have no other choice. In other words, they'll only play Pantheon after the game that they have been playing has been shut down. And you may already be thinking about what category you fall under. As you can see, each tends to make up a certain percentage of the overall population, and it usually resembles a bell curve, with more people in the middle than at the beginning or end. But because Pantheon has not been released yet and is still in development, we are currently here, in the early adopter phase. And the beauty of this is, if we can determine how many early adopters there are, it will help us to predict roughly how many people fall under each of the later categories. So how do we do that? Well, again, it'll take some educated guessing. 
One thing we do know for sure though, is that as of the end of the Kickstarter in February 2014, there were already 3,157 people willing to back the project. Now you could argue that this is the innovator category, since they were willing to jump on board first with very little information. But I'd like to take it a step further than that, because the risk with Kickstarter is a little lower since your money gets refunded if the goal isn't reached. Not to mention the fact that the game has changed dramatically since then. So keeping all that in mind while looking at the current overall size of the community, I think it's pretty safe to estimate that as of the recording of this video, about 20,000 people have pledged the game at some level. Again, that's just my best guess. Feel free to tell me what you think in the comment section below. But for now, let's say that the innovator and early adopter groups combined equal 20,000, and will probably therefore also subscribe at launch. Now, also keep in mind that this is working off the notion that nobody new pledges to the game in between right now and the release date, which is of course highly unlikely, but I'm intentionally trying to lowball here as much as possible so we don't get too carried away. But according to the diffusion of innovation theory, even if these first two groups equal only 20,000, they make up 16% of the total population, which means that the estimated total population equals 125,000. The conclusion would then be that even if there weren't any additional early adopters between now and launch, which again is almost impossible, there would already be enough subscribers that would join after release to keep Pantheon profitable, with some room to spare. But remember, I can't emphasize enough that it's called the theory of diffusion of innovation, and not the law of diffusion of innovation. There are multiple factors that could result in the real number being much higher or lower than that. Either way, this theory is right often enough in sociology that I think it supports the idea that it's very, very possible that Pantheon will get at least the minimum amount of subscribers it needs to be sustainable. And that should be worth considering. I personally kind of like to think of it as a poker hand. You can never predict the outcome of any situation with 100% certainty. But, if you know the math, you can at least have a better idea of when to not invest when your chances are low, and when to go all in when your chances are good. Well, that's it for this episode. I hope you learned something from it. And if you did, make sure you're subscribed now because I'll be releasing one of these each and every week until I've gone through my entire archive. And then even after that, I'll continue releasing all of my new videos right here in audio form as well. So while you're here, remember that you can rate and review this episode and share it with some of your friends that you think might be interested in Pantheon so that we can spread the word about the game to even more people and grow the community. So until next week, stay curious and adventure on.